you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast. This is Chuck, the only sober one on the show tonight. Um, <laughs> before we get too crazy, let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Sobriety himself, Lane Brady. What's up, man? Chuck, Chuck is totally exaggerating, people. He's taking a joke and going way too far. Chuck, I'm totally sober right now. <laughs> Hey everybody! Welcome to Everyday Eagles podcast. Hey Chuck, hey how buddy. you doing? I'm tired. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah. Second episode of the night. I see Exciting. your uh, your Scott Berry bobblehead back there. Yeah, it's here. I got it. Did you get one this weekend? I did. I did. Go Scott Berry. It doesn't look a whole lot like Scott Berry, it really, but yeah, it's a little. It's different. It is a little different. I like but, it though. Yeah. You know, on Facebook, you could probably sell it for like 200 bucks right now. It's worth a shot. Oh, there were people offering to buy them like in the park that didn't get one. I know. Like, yeah. it's it's a very sought-after some, commodity some, right some now. Some moron in our section stood up and was like, got a Scott Berry bobblehead here for $200. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'll sell that thing if the price is right. <laughs> I don't care. Don't tell my wife, but she wanted Scott the bobblehead. Yeah. 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 I'll sell it if the price is right. Well, Lane, we have got another Where Are They Now tonight. Are you I'm excited? excited, man. We're having a fun night. We're having like, a fun night. We're having night. a good time. Some of us more than others, but uh, we are definitely having a fun night. We are. It's going to be a good time, man. Bringing on our second softball player of the night. Well, why don't you introduce her, man? We are bringing on Samantha Davis, a.k.a. Sam. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you guys so much for having me. Guys, Samantha, tell us how close you live to the beach, the desert, and the mountains. She was telling us this earlier. It's fantastic. Yeah. So um, I'm about an hour north of like Big Bear, maybe 45 minutes, like Arrowhead, um, about an hour for um, like Palm Desert area. And depending on the beach, it's about it's about an hour to several of the, the main so SoCal beaches out here. So I'm pretty pretty much right smack dab in the middle. So like I've never been to California, but I've always wanted to go. Where would you say would be the best place to go to vacation in California to check it out for the first time ever? Is it San Diego, San Francisco, L.A.? Where should I go? Um, I think all of my friends that have come to visit from the south all want to do um, one of the beaches. Um Usually, like the Hollywood, LA area. Those are the those are the places that they want to they want to hit. They want to like go walk the strip, go see all the famous people out in the LA area, um, Hollywood sign, that sort of thing. But then, of course, the beaches is usually too. So, yeah. Now, how far do you live from that Hollywood area? It depends on the traffic, and it depends on it's the. It's a large state. I'm aware, <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. Chuck's looking at me like I mean, I don't know California <laughs> at all. So. Um, on a good day with no traffic to get to, like, the L.A. area, it's about an hour. Depending on the traffic, it could be two or three hours. It just kind of depends. But. So have you seen famous people in, L- in, in like, L.A.? 
I've seen, yeah. Give me, seen, give me a celebrity moment. Give me one. What's a, what's a famous celebrity you've seen? Um, I was at the one that's come into my head right now, but I was at a um, a Dodgers Angels game, and I saw she's a diehard Dodger fan. Oh, wrong! Absolutely wrong. <laughs> really, she's an Angels, Angels fan. She's an Angels yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, all the way. All oh, day. how mad are you at Shohei Otani right now? Well, you know what? We're just going to not talk about that tonight. Okay, We're here to have that's fun. fair. We'll have fun. <laughs> we'll have fun. It's light. It's breezy. It's fun. I'm still, I'm still processing that. Um, but no, I was at one of the one of the freeway series, and um, I saw Paul Walker there. That's- so. That's before, good. Obviously, the past. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope. I would hope yeah. before. Yeah. She's a she's that, a medium. That was super cool. Yeah, that was super cool though. That is cool. Yeah. Lane, uh, I, I've been I've been trying to get Sam to play fantasy baseball with us this season because we need one more. But she's too. She said she is didn't want to lose. This league didn't I joined. Me. Yes, yes, the twenty dollar league. Come take our money, Sam. You should. <laughs> And Chuck, I need you to speak truth here because that's not ex- not at all what I said that I was going to lose to you. <laughs> I I'm thinking about it. We're considering. She's thinking it. about it. She's thinking. I about just it. I don't watch baseball as much as I used to anymore. So yeah, you should. I'm drafting Shohei first overall. <laughs> See, it's the Listen, joke that keeps on giving. You, you're already poking me right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sam, why don't we just kick off the questions before Lane makes you mad and you just sign off. (laughs) Uh, So tell everybody why Southern Miss, how you wound up from California to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. All right. Um, So I was on a travel ball team that played a lot of like, um, like tournaments out here. And so Southern Miss was actually... Uh, Coach Willie was the was the first person on the days that they were the first day that like the recruits were able to come, the recruiting coaches were able to come talk to us. They were the first person to come talk to me, so that was really exciting. Um, I had a couple like offers after that, but Southern Miss was the first um, recruiting trip that I went on, and I went out there. Um, the coaches took my took my dad out. And he had a great time. <laughs> and then um, I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. And then, and then um, Shay, uh, Shay was my mentor and she's from the area. So she took me out. She was kind of in charge of making sure I had a good time. And she did a very good job of that as well. Awesome. And um, I just got to get out in Hattiesburg a little bit. I got to meet the girls. Um, I got to have some downtime with them. And they, you know, kind of shared a little bit about like what brought them there and the positives of being there and, I think before I even left that visit, I had already committed. I didn't even make it to any of my other, um, you know, recruiting trips because it just, I don't know, it felt right. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't anticipate it to feel like it fit like right away, but it did. And so I usually kind of just go with my gut and, and I did. And that's how I ended up at Southern Miss. California to South Mississippi. Yeah. It was, it was a, a big change. A big change, right? Yeah, big change. Yeah. Off script here. Did you have crawfish at any point in all this? You 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 cutting out, Lane? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this usually happens once an episode. It didn't happen last episode, so I guess we're due. I'm waiting for the unfreeze. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's probably still asking the question. To be honest. <laughs> 
So. <laughs> <laughs> While we're waiting. <laughs> He's back. All right, Lane. All Are right. you back? It's, it's lagging, yeah. Did she answer okay. about the crawfish? She, she didn't hear it. We didn't hear it. Okay. Here was my question. Being from California, had you had crawfish before you came to Mississippi? Never. Did you have it when you got here? So much. That's like one of the things that I miss the Fantastic, most. Fantastic, right? Is the crawfish, yeah. It's the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Ask her who her favorite football team is, Lane. Who is your favorite football team? The Saints. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I got Saint stuff all over my room. Yeah, we've almost cool. converted her. Yeah, from I'm California. Par- I'm partly there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, here's the next question. Here, what is your favorite Southern Miss moment? It can be one where you were playing, one you were just at as a fan, anything. What was your favorite Southern Miss moment? Hmm. Um, I've been trying to think about this, but I'm going to probably say personally, like while while playing was when we won the Kennesaw State tournament or the classic, whatever it was. Um, that was just like, that was just like an electric game. Like I, that was probably one of the best games I threw while I was at Southern Miss. And I think winning it and just the, the excitement and I don't know, everybody was just so excited and, and, and we were just, we had that high for so long that um, that was, that's gotta be my favorite moment. It's just being there with the team and winning that and being able to celebrate together was, was cool. So, so you mentioned throwing a really good game there. What did you throw as a pitcher? What were your main pitches? I don't think I'm stealing a question later, but I'm genuinely uh, curious. What did you throw? I I threw a drop ball, a drop curve, a curve, a screwball, a changeup, and a rise. That is so many pitches, Joe. I feel like that's abnormal. Is that normal? Like, does every college pitcher carry that much in their arsenal? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of pitchers, I mean, it just depends on, like, what their best pitches are and what they go to the most. But, yeah, usually there's they've got a little bit of a spread. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Sam, tell us your major. Um, so in, at Southern Mass, I did psychology. So I graduated with my bachelor's of arts in psychology. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Now time to see where that took you here. What are you up to now? I am working for San Bernardino County Department of Behavioral Health as a clinical therapist. So directly related to your directly major. Directly related. Go. Yeah. It took me a while to go back to get my master's, but we did it and yeah i'm i'm doing working with children with pretty significant trauma so that's kind of my specialty my area that i love to serve so but what a strong calling right yeah that's awesome for sure where'd you get your master's from um azusa pacific university okay out here it's out in cali (laughs) cool yeah, I was about to say, have no clue where it is. But <laughs> it sounds like a Cali place to me. Yes, so better Hawaii. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, these uh, ne- there's a couple of questions that your best friend, besides me, of course, Danielle Martin asked, and uh, she said, or AKA Marty, it's weird to call her Danielle Martin. It is. Uh, who was your least favorite slash hardest team to play against? 
Um, I remember like specific players. Uh, I know, like I remember, I can't remember her name at this moment, but there's a specific hitter at Houston, and it was just this, this one hitter that I hated facing because she always seemed to like have my number, <laughs> and it was always it was always a battle when we when we went yeah. to play each other. But I think outside of that, um, there were a few a few teams. Um, I think in the conference it was UAB. Um, I remember they had for several years they had like a really solid pitcher, and then they were just stacked with all of these big hitters. So it was just on both sides it was a challenge, and so we always knew it was going to be it was going to be a tough day when we played UAB. So I'd probably say they were like the least the least favorite to play. And so the next question I have was, what team did you hate the most? Is it UAB? Would that be the answer? Actually, no. And hate's a strong word. I wouldn't say I, would, I hated anybody, but there was... You never met Louisiana Tech then, huh? That's true. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Louisiana Lafayette was, was one of the teams where it wasn't necessary. It was just the environment, I think. I remember being at Louisiana Lafayette and, like, a couple of the girls... We're just getting destroyed, like out in the outfield. Like they were talking, like the people out there were talking so much crap to the players that it was like so hard to stay focused. And then um, we had a game also at uh, UTEP, and I remember there were there was like a group of guys, and they were just nonstop, relentless talking crap on KP. And I remember her dad and my dad were in the stands. And there was literally an almost full-on, like, physical fight between our dads and these guys. I think they called themselves, like, the Four Horsemen or something, but they were just relentless. And our dads I like weren't that. having it. Yeah, our dads weren't having it. Like, the game actually stopped because there was, like, confrontation <laughs> in the stands, and there was about to be a full-on brawl. So that that one was was a... Uh, was one that I strongly disliked. <laughs> it's probably those same like three or four dudes that showed up in Hattiesburg for the conference USA. Probably, you remember yeah. that, Chuck? <laughs> yes, I do. They had like three or four dudes over there who were just going crazy the whole time. Yeah, it was wild. Probably yeah. the same guys. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all saw it on TikTok, but I think it was like last week. Uh, the Raging Cajuns were playing Cal. And um, the coach like got mad because it was raining. And the pitcher couldn't hold it the ball. Heated, boy. It did get I heated. So it. the t- the t- uh, tying run scored on two pass balls, and so then some players got ejected. There was a big altercation. It was it was crazy. Did y'all see that? I did not. I'm not a TikTok person. Okay. So I don't. I'm not. You're in, not on in the that, TikToks. I'm not in that loop. If it's not well, on the Instagram, it's a wild place to play. I'm man. not watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it is. Like, it's tough. I've intense. seen videos. Yeah. It's tough. Credit to them, too. That's a tough place. No doubt. No it doubt. is. Um, what's one of your favorite memories from your four years of playing at Southern? Uh, I don't know. I think, like I said, winning Kennesaw State, there was a couple like really big games that we had. Um, I really, I really, really liked playing at LSU. That was kind of like a surreal moment, uh, being able to play them. Um, we, I think we beat, was it Ole Miss? Maybe Ole Miss. That was, I think those in-state rivalry games were really fun. But I think that's kind of like the playing side. I think like not playing wise, I think uh, the Crawfish Boils for sure. 
we had a couple like uh, camping, you know, visits that we went on together. Um, and then also there was um, Float in the Creek. I'll never forget that either. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. That all sounds like great memories. It yeah. says, and out of all those memories, which one stands out the most? You've mentioned Kennesaw State a few times, so I kind of want to, I want to elaborate on that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that last game. What what made that so special? What who'd you play? What was the scenario? Do you what all do you remember from that? So we actually played Kennesaw State um, in in the championship, and I wasn't supposed to pitch that game, but I'm not sure what happened. But then I ended up; they decided I was going to play or I was going to pitch and I was going to start. And I, <laughs> I remember being in the uh, bullpen warming up and like, I don't know what happened, but like none of my pitches were working in the bullpen. I remember being like, Oh God, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's this going to be like? <laughs> and it's a great feeling. It's going to be yeah, when fantastic. It's just, when it's not working and you're just like, okay, maybe it shouldn't be me today. <laughs> but um, no, but we got out there and I don't know, something just clicked. I think like as a, as an athlete, like you spend all your years, like working so hard to like be at this specific place. And it's like, we call it being like on, and that day I was just on, I was like, I don't know. I got out there on the, on the mound and every pitch was working. Everything felt good. Um, you know, some days, you know, your pitches have more movement than others. And that day they were just, they were just insane. It was like, everything was hitting, everything was working. Um, and it was just, it was just such, it was such a good game because you like, I think as an athlete, you really like hold on to those games and that's what you're striving for. Every game is to like be on. And that actually, well, I, you know, that was something that I kind of carried on throughout, you know, the rest of my, of my career at Southern Miss was, was that specific game. Okay. So <laughs> Lane's just got a blank stare now. <laughs> what do you miss the most? My screen Sam? keeps freezing. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I had a comment, but go ahead. Go to the next one. <laughs> uh, I think just the. The community and the camaraderie, I think that's something that people, like, don't talk about enough. I think, you know, coming from California all the way across the country where you don't know anybody or anything, um, and you kind of just get set up with this team, it's like having, like, you know, built-in friends slash family that you're, you know, going to war with all the time. And so it's, you just get that kind of community that you can't really find anywhere else outside of like those team sports. But I just, I, I miss the playing also and just kind of like being there with your team, stepping across the field and, you know, going, going to battle with these different teams and, you know, those moments where it's, you know, you get like a clutch strikeout or someone has a walk off home run or, you know, someone behind you makes this amazing play. Like those are all the moments that like, you know, as a as a player, you just you live for, and those are those are things that I, I miss the most. Is definitely playing and having having that team and just being with them all the time. You would think that like being with a bunch of girls would drive you crazy, <laughs> but it didn't. It was just it was just family. It was just a lot of like memories and growing up together, and you know having all these different experiences together. So I miss that and the crawfish boils for sure. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So kind of building off of that answer, I've got a question here that I just kind of, I'm firing from the hip here on this one, but I am curious of this one here. We're going off script a little bit. How terrifying. So you're back, you're a senior in high school, about to start your college career, about to become a freshman, and you're going from California to Mississippi. 
How terrified were you when you were moving here? Um, I, strangely, I don't think I was very terrified. Like I, uh, part of like working to be on this team to go get like picked up by a college that was like the dream. And part of me, as much as I love my family and I love California, I really wanted like that full college experience. I wanted to, you know, be taken and just be planted somewhere and be able to kind of, you know, be independent and have that full experience. And so I definitely got that (laughs) at Southern Miss. I think I think everybody is a little bit anxious in the beginning, but I just was ready for like an adventure and to really kind of have that that full experience and you embrace the change really for sure yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome so the next question we have is is there anything you would do differently and to me this is the hardest question to answer period of for anybody is there anything you would do differently um I really don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I think that everything that happened while I was there was meant to happen. And I think the only thing that, like, if I could go back and change anything would probably be maybe just, like, honestly being present or being, like, in the moment a little bit more. I think when you're a student athlete and, you know, you've got these crazy long days with, you know, you got uh, your workouts in the morning and then you got class all day and pitching practice in between and then practice all day and then, you know, games and all sorts of things going on. It can be hard to just really be like in the moment. You kind of get caught up or overwhelmed um, during that. But I, I honestly, I think that's the only thing was just maybe just trying to be live in the moment a little bit more while I was out there. So I feel like a lot of people don't understand how crazy that schedule is for a student yeah. athlete. Like, tell us. How hard is that to be a, to to like keep your grades up and and keep somewhat resemblance of a social life and keep <laughs> you know just a normal ish lifestyle as a student athlete? Tell us a little bit about your schedule as a student athlete. It's wild, it's, isn't it? It's it's really hard. I, I I can't remember the exact hours, but I just I remember. I mean, there was a couple times, especially coming back from like break where we'd be up at 5 a.m., you know, running sprints, running the mile, doing the obstacle course, um, you know, and you'd, you'd do that. You'd rush back, try to get ready, have a quick breakfast at the dorms, rush off to class, be at class all day. Um, usually right after class, I had pitching um, practice that I had to go to. Um, and then usually we'd start off practice with, like, running the obstacle course or doing some sort of workout. And, we would do that and we would have practice. You'd literally get done from there. And, you know, you were assigned so many of like so many hours that you had to go to like study hall. And once all that was done, I mean, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty tired because <laughs> that's every day, all day. But, you know, and that's why I think we got so close as like teammates. But you've, like, if you have a life outside of that and you're, you know, going out and living your college years, it, it can, uh, it can be pretty, pretty taxing, but you know, luckily when you're young, you bounce back pretty quickly. I couldn't do that schedule now. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, you mentioned earlier, Sam, all the pitches that were in your arsenal. What was your favorite pitch to throw? Like what was your go-to pitch? Um, I think my favorite pitch changed like, over the course of the seasons and over the years, but I, I, I think overall, I'd probably say my changeup. 
because when my change-up was on, you could make someone look really stupid <laughs> <laughs> up in the batter's box. And I think those were, were definitely some of my favorite moments. <laughs> Later, you writing that down? <laughs> change-up makes people look stupid. I like it. I like it. <laughs> It does. It does. Ask Tanner Hall. He did it for baseball. <laughs> well, see, it Sam, what, what Lane has not mentioned yet is that he is the offensive coordinator. Chuck for loves ta- talking about for, this. For Taylorsville <laughs> football, right? So he knows football in and out. It's okay. a small school, Taylorsville is. is, right? So they ask yeah. coaches to do Double usually dipping. more than one sport, right? Right, right Sam? <laughs> okay. So oh. guess what sport I have also tagged to my title – as of this year, first time ever. Softball. Softball. Yeah. So I have learned an unreasonable amount of softball in the past off few of, months. Off of YouTube, studying it, YouTubing it, googling it, calling people who are coaches, anybody and everybody who knows anything about softball. They're sick of hear, of seeing my name pop up on their caller ID. <laughs> I'm a type of person I can't halfway do something like if you tell me I'm a softball coach I'm like okay I'm about to be a a softball coach and so come on now I do my thing but I just uh, like I can't halfway do it so like all right, if you tell me I'm coaching softball I'm coaching softball so like I've learned I've been studying the crap out of some softball so, I love so it. If you get a random phone call from Lane, know that he's calling to ask you a pitching question. Teach me how to coach pitchers. That's what I would love to know. Call me. Teach me how to coach the pitchers. I'll help out. <laughs> so, all right. Then your next, the next question we have here, a little shifting gear here. Tell us about your number you pick. You pick number thirteen. Why? That's a that's an unusual number, right? Like that that's a Marty question too. Lucky number thirteen. What it what what it was what's actually number sixteen. Oh uh, Marty. So Marty. Marty. Yeah. Come on now, Daniel Martin. Um no, it was it was sixteen. And honestly, I wanted number twenty five, but I don't think that that wasn't available when I came to the team. My freshman year and sixteen is actually my favorite number. There's really there's really no reason behind it, but I couldn't get my number one pick, but 16 was my favorite number, and it was available, so I took that. So there wasn't, like, a player for the Angels who was number 16 at the moment? No. Oh. Nothing. It's no. interesting. Yeah. Just randomly, I like number 16, so I'm yep. going with it. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Sweet 16, Chuck. <laughs> So, growing up, did you always know you wanted to be a pitcher, or did you play another position first, like in travel ball and stuff like that? I played multiple positions. Um, I think before I became a pitcher, I think shortstop and third base were, like, my two main um, positions that I played. But one of our pitchers was out one day. I feel like this is how it starts for a lot of pitchers, but one of our pitchers, like, didn't come to the game that day. And they just decided that I was going to pitch the game. And I just never really stopped after that. I just yeah. kind of kept going and found out I was pretty decent at it and <laughs> just kind of <laughs> just kind of stuck with it. So No doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I know the answer to this next question. And you don't feel like you have to say me, Sam, just because <laughs> I'm on here with you. But 
who is your who is your favorite fan? Oh, I I don't know. I feel like there were so there were so many people that showed up to so many games, and I was so appreciative of it. Marty was like at so many games. You were at a ton of games. Yeah. There was just a ton of people. I even had my best friend from California that came. And thanks to Daniel Martin, got her slightly intoxicated for one of the games, and that was memorable. But I, I think overall, honestly, it's kind of cheesy. But I'd say my dad. I think oh, no, like that's not cheesy. I think my dad, like before going to college, he was the one that was like helping me get ready, and the one kind of taking all the hits when we were like practicing in the front yard. Um, and he flew out to as many games as possible. Um, you know, throughout the years. And even when he wasn't there, I mean, he was texting me or sending me emails with positive affirmations or like if they were the videos up, he would like watch the videos and then send me feedback. So it was just kind of like he was supportive, even if he wasn't Mm -hmm. there in person all the time. So that was really nice. Because this was, you know, not dating ourselves, Sam, but uh, (laughs) ESPN plus wasn't a thing back then. So... (laughs) So yeah. it was it was hard to catch a game if it wasn't Jeez, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Just <laughs> yeah. But now you can turn on ESPN Plus and Chuck. here's Southern Miss Softball playing just about yeah. every game on T V yeah. now. And, yep. And if they're not on T V they're live streaming them and you can catch right. them so easily and that was right. definitely not the case. <laughs> that was not the case. <laughs> that, All yeah, right, that makes Sam. people super old. <laughs> Right. It does. We are right. super old. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> All right, Sam. So here's my next question here. Softball is one of the more superstitious sports, along with baseball, you're going to find. Were you superstitious? And if so, what were your superstitions? I love this question. Did anybody ask you to ask me this question? No, this is a lane special. Okay. So it's funny. Hold on, hold this. on. That means somebody that, somewhere there's knows a story of a there weird, yeah. of a weird <laughs> yeah. superstition. I honest, honestly, if you would have asked probably any of my teammates from at least the last two years, they would probably tell you I was one of the most superstitious people on the team. So it, there was, I was so really, it was so repetitive, so mechanical for me, like everything from the moment of like actually showing up to the field or showing up to the field getting dressed, putting my socks on the same way, uniform on the same way every day. Um, Even, like, you know, the team would go out and warm up, and I would actually – Coach Inoue would, like, put me in the back, and I would, like, while everybody's warming up, I'd be watching, re-watching game footage of, like – actually, it was Kennesaw State, so that's (laughs) – we would literally replay that game. And it was just, like, about kind of getting into that mindset of, like, being on and having that confidence. And so I would watch that. And then I would go out, warm up, rejoin my team, and then we would go, you know, go to play. But even even everything from, like, after every pitch, I would do the same thing, walking around the circle, getting the chalk, um, you know, and then after every inning coming in, washing my hands. It was it was a whole thing. So that's why I thought it was funny that you asked me that because <laughs> it, it was a whole thing. And that's it was hilarious. A pretty, it was a pretty big joke i think with the team so (laughs) so how early before a game did you have to start all this routine stuff um i mean i showed up i was usually one of the the first ones but i mean i showed up around the same time it's just while they were kind of doing some of the other like stretches and stuff i would just kind of sit down and hunker hunker down and watch this footage um 
and then I'd just go out and do my thing. I usually had like a specific amount of time that I'd have to warm up. I wouldn't want to warm up for too long because I wanted to <clears throat> save some of that for the game. So, yeah. <laughs> save the legs. Save the yeah. shoulder a little bit. Yep. Yeah. That's one of the things that's, that's a lot different than a, a baseball pitcher because, you know, a softball pitch is more of a natural movement for your arm. So y'all could actually pitch, you know, several games in a weekend, right? What's the most you pitched? Um, At Southern Miss, I'd probably say, um, like, I would on several – on quite a few, like, weekends that we would play those, like, two doubleheaders and then the Sunday game, I would usually – like, I would pitch the first game – uh, potentially be a closer for the second and then start the third game. So that's usually, that's kind of how it went for a little while. I think outside mm-hmm. of Southern Miss, um, when we'd have like crazy tournaments, I'd probably say I'd pitch um, four, maybe five games a weekend. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Could you yeah. imagine? Not now. There's there's no way in hell I could do that now. <laughs> but I did. But you does did. your shoulder right. not just scream? Like, does your shoulder pop ever? Like, do you hear creaks and stuff from your shoulder? I feel uh, like your shoulder. Do you, do you know the answer to this? I feel like you should know this. I I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> okay. So I like if you feel my shoulder now, it's like Rice Krispie treats in there. Like it's so crunchy and like. It's just messed really? up. And before I left Southern, I actually had some bone spurs taken out. They were doing all sorts of tests on me because, especially the last two years, like every time I'd pitch, there was some sort of like nerve thing happening and my hand would blow up. Like if you got like a, a medical glove and literally blew it up, that is what my hand looks like at the end of a game. I feel like I um, remember that. Yeah. 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 It was really interesting, and they never, they never really, you know, figured it out. They just said, "Take some time off, and you'll be fine." But that's not how it worked. And that's not how it went. Is softball, it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they just it's shot been, me up with cortisone. <laughs> wasn't there like a year there where like you and like one other pitcher were the only people because everybody else was hurt or like you know season-ending injuries or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was me and Courtney Ramos were like it was me and her for. For a bit there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for a while. Yeah. We threw a lot. <laughs> yeah, y'all did. Y'all did. Um, okay, Sam, did you have a walkout song? And if so, what was it? <laughs> Is it bad that I, I really can't remember some of them? I Okay, so the first year, I couldn't tell you the name of it now, but it was a pretty popular, like, California song. And it was something about being from California. California. Knows was how it that party. one? It was not that one. <laughs> it was for sure that one. Yes, it was boy. not that one. It was a different one. But my team decided for me that I had to have that song, so I had that okay. one the first year. I want to say I had like a Flyleaf song one year, Paramore song one year, and I, I can't remember the last one. But yeah, we we picked those very intentionally when we you had, and, had those songs. Yeah, you and Marty used to love some Paramore from Haley Williams. We did. Yeah. We did, and I and I remember on the Paramore song too. Like I like when we had to go play the walkout song, it had to start at a specific time so that it could hit the specific beat. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, I started yeah. throwing. Yeah, yeah. You'd like stop everything and just wait for a second. Yeah, get it timed I would up be perfect. Like, no, we got to keep going until I hit my <laughs> hit the chorus or whatever. So yeah. I get it. I get it for sure. All right, That's Sam. Little- Chuck's going to ask you the one about the uh, fantasy team next, but I'm going to go first. 
and we're going to run through the rapid fire <laughs> questions dump, dump, here. Dump. And okay. I'm fired up about this, okay? okay? First answer that comes to your head, if you mess up, don't worry. Pate fixes everything anyway. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Who is the toughest hitter you ever faced? Megan Hill. Would you rather face a player that was a high on base percentage player or a player that was a power hitter? High on base. I feel like they're pretty scrappy. All right. If you were an extra in any TV series, what TV series would you choose to be an extra in? On a TV series? Um... I don't know. I really liked the series Suits. I really liked that. I think that would have been fun to be in. I love Suits, right? I love it. Harvey it's was no such Gilmore a, Girls. Harvey was such a dude, man. He was, Wait, what, he was, was awesome. what was your favorite show, Lane? How to Get Away with uh, Murder. It was How, How to, to Get, get away, away with Murder. And, 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 so, have you seen it say of like that? that so it's a good, good show. Right. So Thank good. you. I received so much grief that night for saying that was my favorite TV series. So, of all it's, time. It's a psychological thriller, yes. kind of. Yes. So I get it. Exactly. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the manliest answer in the world, but it's you fine. Know. <laughs> All right. If you had to play any other sport, what would it be? It would have been volleyball. I really liked volleyball growing up. I thought I was going to play that, but softball just kind of took over. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any other position on the softball field, what would you choose to be? Assuming you could be, like, you know, good at it, top-notch at it. Um, I would say first or third, probably third base, just because I liked I liked how quick everything happened. You couldn't think too much. Like, you just had to react and go. So I liked being on the, the hot corner, for sure. All right. Who is your favorite professional sports player? Can be any sport. Who's your favorite player in general? I'm going to go with Mike Trout. He is a beast. <laughs> Shohei Otani is right up there, and I hate that we're talking about it again. Judas. Uh, it's Judas I mean, now, not I Shohei think, anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think Otani, though, he's just, he's just something special. I mean, Pitching and hitting. I mean, that's like the dream. And he does both. He's something we really hadn't seen since what? Babe Ruth? I yeah. mean, honestly, a guy yeah. who can he's do better what he than does. Babe Ruth. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think he's going to be better. Yeah. All right. Next. Your favorite actor or actress? Oh. It's um, a tough one. I know. It's tough. I think actor probably historically has been Will Smith. Um, Actress, keep his name out your mouth. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was, that was I had to say controversial. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I watched that video like ten times. It was awesome. I I don't know. As far as an actress, I, I, all I can think of right now is like uh, Julia. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she's yeah. been in a lot of good stuff. That's a good. She answer. has. Yeah. yeah, she is. If you had to pick a walk-up song today. What would your walk-up song be? Or warm-up song as a pitcher? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I listen to music that way anymore. Like, I used to, like, I had to pick a song that was, like, it really, it got me going. It got me amped. I'm not sure if, okay, I take it back. I would probably choose Sia Unstoppable as my walk-up song. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm Googling that one later. 
I don't know that one off the top of my head. Something to Google. You'll know it when you hear it. Yeah, you will. I'm sure I will. Yeah. All right. If you had a million dollars, or if money was no option ever, ever again, you might have a million dollars. I don't know. If money was no option to you, <laughs> okay, me either. So, what would be the first thing you would buy if money was all of a sudden no option? Oh, um, I would buy. I'd probably buy a vacation. The first thing you do with it, I'd probably buy vacation a vacation house. house for sure. Yeah, we're at. Mm. You already live in like vacation situation. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You, go? you got the mountains, the desert, you drive the lakes. an hour to go it's anywhere. Not, it's not the same when you live here long enough. It's just you know, yeah. it's just not the same. <laughs> I I don't know. I think I really really loved Ireland. Oh, so I'm jealous. I think I think maybe like a vacation house there or somewhere like I don't know. Maybe not the Bahamas. There's like a lot of crime there right now. Yeah, or, but maybe somewhere like tropical. I don't know. Cayman's. Thank you, Samantha. You mm-hmm. made me feel better because that question was asked as a mailbag question, I think, a few months ago. And, like, everybody on the show put said, like, wholesome answers, and they all went after me, and I said I would buy a house worthy of MTV Cribs. And so it made me okay. look like a horrible person. <laughs> Mackenzie Share just, like, earlier tonight said she would give the money to her parents, and I'm like, yeah, I'd buy a house off a of crib. I still stick to my answer. But you made me feel better. A million dollars. Some money. You can buy the house. You can send your family there for vacation. You can exactly. get them It don't matter. Right. The vacation house is for everybody. <laughs> you have to in, pamper in yourself though, every once in a while. Exactly. Right? Houses go for a million dollars in California, don't they? I mean, they're this like really. True. Yeah. Like, no, if you're looking in like Calabasas, Malibu, you're, you're for sure up there. Yeah. 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 Well, that's no it for my rapid-fire questions. You did fantastically. <laughs> rapid-fire. Thank you. I love it. It's like my favorite thing on, it's like my favorite thing on these. Uh, and we just started this three like? episodes ago, so we're learning. It's awesome. We're learning. I'm having it fun is. with it. I agree. So let it me have my the best idea. I'm propping you. I'm propping you. All right, Sam, I've got two more things I want to talk to you about. Uh, do you want the more serious one first, or, or do you want to save it for laughs? How do you want to roll? Uh, let's do serious first. Okay. Well, I and I, I think I texted you about this and asked if you wanted to talk about it. If I didn't, if I dreamed that I did this and um, I didn't text you, I apologize to say I'm not talking about that, Chuck. But you had talked earlier about how, you know, you work with people with um, trauma and kids mm-hmm. with trauma. Uh, you yourself has been a part of some very traumatic things. Um, one in particular, uh, I remember uh, WDAM interviewed you. Yeah. Um, not not shortly after it happened, but uh, kind of talk to us a little bit if you want to about the Vegas shooting. At the was it Jason Aldean? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I mean that was wild. What do you <laughs> What do you yeah. want to know specifically about it? Because there's. There's so much. We could be here for a minute. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever you want to share, whatever you want to unpack. Um, okay. Well, I went to Vegas. So this was a, this specific concert, the Route 91 concert was, I'd been trying to actually go to it for a number of years, me and my best friend. And we, it just never happened. And then this, this one year we were finally like, you know what, we're doing it. We're going this year. And, um, she ended up getting pregnant <laughs> 
So she was, gosh, seven months pregnant when we went out there. Wow. Yeah. Um, and she almost decided not to go. And I was like, no, no, like we have to go. Um, our friend Steven met us out there and we had a couple other friends that were, that were there and we kind of met up with, um, you know, first night was fantastic. I think Sam Hunt, no, Eric Church opened first night. Sam Hunt was second night. Um, and thankfully Sam Hunt was second night because I myself had a lot of fun that night. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Hunt's very talented too. (laughs) He's extremely good looking and yeah, very talented. Wow. So it was a good night all around. Um, but because I'd had such a good night that night, <laughs> I was operating a little bit slowly uh, come Sunday and yeah. just being a little bit uh, more cautious on what I consumed. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was that, that specific day, you know, the first two days, we were literally up at the front part of the stage where, you know, the most, you know, deaths happened. And because yeah. we were so, <laughs> she was tired. Her feet were like swollen because she's pregnant. I'm hungover. <laughs> so we're kind of <laughs> sitting further back. And, um, you know, it was really, it was really, really strange because before any of it happened, um, you know, I've all, like I, I said earlier, I've kind of had like this instinct or this gut that I've kind of always trusted. And I don't know what it was, but Jason had just started his set. My friend, my pregnant friend was like, let's go. I'm tired. I'm like, no, like I've never seen Jason. I want to stay. But yeah. he had just started his set. And I don't know why, but I literally like packed up all of my things, put it in my bag, put my backpack on. There was like no reason for any of this to happen put my backpack on and was just kind of sitting on the edge of my chair. And then that's kind of when like all hell broke out and it actually took a while for, I think anybody to like know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in the beginning I was kind of like, is this fireworks? Like what's, what's happening? (laughs) Um, but eventually, you know, Jason was taken off stage and we're all really realizing what was happening um, and it was crazy because before before he came on, I think I think it was Brooks and Don, and they came out, and we were all like, "Cheersing America and Land of the Free" and yeah. you know, doing all that good stuff. And so after everything kind of happened, it was crazy because you know my best friend was like in total shock. I think that was just her way of like <laughs> dealing was just not dealing, um, you know. And I knew we just had to get the hell out of there. Um, and so we ended up getting split up, like literally all three of us got split up in just the, the craziness. And there was a, there was some guy from the army who like, literally I'm like trying to get out. We don't know where to get out. It's just chaos. He like literally took me to the ground and like laid on me until the, like one of the rounds stopped. And as soon as it stopped, he's like, get up, go. And so, you know, it was just crazy. Like I, we, we all got out. Thankfully, um, my friend got hurt, but he didn't get shot. But yeah, we lost we lost a lot of people that day. There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff that I saw. But to be honest with you, I you know it took a while, like you know, really to heal after that and to like recover and had to do a lot of like trauma work. And through all of that, though, it was really like I think for me, kind of a blessing in disguise because that's mm-hmm. really what like ultimately made me feel like. I'm supposed to be a therapist. Trauma is going to be my focus. It all kind of like makes sense now. So I think that kind of, 
everything that came from that was, was really just kind of a blessing because it led me to go back and finish my master's, decide to do therapy and then decide to, you know, specialize in trauma and yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. rewarding. So I, I try it, to really like look at the positive of, of everything. So it's tough too. I mean, yeah. like to you take on all that stuff while you're dealing with your own stuff. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard. But I'm, what a I'm, hero uh, the military guy was, though. Right, really? like, he got yeah. on top of you. Literally, to take the, that's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And there's, I wish there's we knew so the guy's many, name so we could say it. That's awesome. There's, there's so many stories like that, though. Like, and, and that's one of the things, too, that came out of that, like, the community. Like, there were so many survivor groups that came together. I've been to, like, a few, like, mm-hmm. survivor get-togethers. And it's just, like, having that support <laughs> and pretty much saying, like, F you to the guy who, you know, right. <laughs> was trying to yeah. take that from you. And it kind of built, like, a stronger community. But there's so many stories of things like that happening and, you know, people getting shot and coming back to save them. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it was as as hard and ugly as that night was. There was so much, yeah. like, heroic and positive things that actually came out of that. So so I got a question about this event here. Um, not to pry too much here, but I've got a question about You're it. Good. I, I try to put myself, like, in your shoes here. Right, like you're at this event, you hear it going off, you see the panic ensuing, you see all this. Mm-hmm. Did y'all know the guy was like in a like? I feel like I would have thought the guy was on foot, like down there with us shooting. Like, did you feel like the shooter was down there amongst you, or did you know that he was up you, you in did. a high rise hotel shooting down at you? Like, did you, you know where the bullets were coming? No, you had no idea. Um, because That's horrifying, the way, not the knowing way, where the bullets are coming from. Exactly. The way it was set up is, like, there was, like, the venue. So there was the stage, like, all the areas to stand and seat and bars. But then on the all around the outside, especially on the side that I was on, there was, like, food trucks kind of lined up. And then on this side, there was, like, different, like, bars and games and, like, different platforms to, like, go dance. So there was all these things. And especially when the, shot, the shots were coming – on my side, they were bouncing off of the food trucks. And so it, in the way it was like ricocheting in there, it sounded like it was coming from every direction. And that was, that was one of the, you know, the terrifying things too, is like trying to get out of the venue. You didn't know if like what you were walking out to, mm-hmm. but once you were out and away, you know, it's, and obviously after some time we figured out what was going on, but I actually ended up in, um, in Hooters um, I ran smack dab into this couple as I ran into Hooters and was like, listen, we got to go to your room. Like, do you have a room here? Like, we got to hide out. This is what's happening. And we went and it happened to be this this foreign couple who was there on like their vacation. And they were literally wow. telling me like, we came here because somewhere else at the time was having like terrorism and things happening. They didn't want to go there. And I was like, well, don't know what to tell you, but here we are. And at some point in the night as I'm getting like floods of calls and text messages and are you okay and what's happening? Um, there was like the, the memo or whatever that came out that said the guy's girlfriend was, you know, this, uh, foreign woman did it on. So like, they're freaking like my family's freaking out. I'm like, no, like it's fine. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, but it was crazy because we also had this, this couple come and, and the woman was pregnant and so I'm, like, sitting there with this pregnant woman, like, I hope my best friend's okay. We ended up being able to talk. And the crazy thing about that, too, is, like, my phone died right as everything was happening. But my best friend 
because I was so hungover in the morning, packed my charger in my bag. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, Good for that. So yes. we, were, we, yeah. were able to, we were able to communicate, you know, for the night, and we didn't get reunited till the next day. And my friend, my other friend ended up coming up and, and getting me, but it was wild. It was wild. It took me a long time to kind of work imagine. through that and talk about it. I can't it, either. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't know if you're running at the fire coming Literally. at you or... That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like that might be the scariest imaginable scenario. Yeah. Like you don't know if you're running away from the fire or right at it. Right. That's, that's horrible. It is. I hate you had to go through that. Right. Thank you. I mean, it's it sucks because I feel like in just in America, like it happens so often now that we're kind of like mm-hmm. desensitized to it, you know? Like I really don't feel like you never really think that that's going to happen to you. <laughs> you really no. don't. Like you can't no. even like fathom it until like you're literally in it but yeah hopefully nobody you know i right. really wish that it wouldn't happen to anybody else ever but you know it, it happens but people get through it people are resilient yeah. so they are and they have people like you to talk to yeah so so because of all of it yeah at least sure. that good came from it right for right. sure that's the at rainbow least it kind of puts you on a track to do what you're doing so. absolutely yeah all right, Sam. Last Southern Miss question, and then we will let you get off of here because I know that it is a whopping seven o'clock where you are right now, right? Or is it eight o'clock? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah, it's it's after hey. ten here. Hey. Yeah. She's got the whole night ahead of her. My house um, has been asleep for two hours. <laughs> All right, Sam. Game seven of the Women's College World Series is upon you. You have to fill out this a roster. Such an You're unfair sh- question. It is. You're Who sent this in, Chuck? Who? I don't, I, I don't want to tell just yet. Your your starting crew. Who out of any year you played, any team you you know, as far as the Southern Miss goes. Um, so we'll start. We'll start easy. We'll say who would you want pitching Game Seven. Women's College World Series. So this is just who I played with on... Uh, at Southern. Southern yeah, the, okay. the four years you were at Southern. Pitching. Come on, me. Duh. Of course. <laughs> who would you want catching? She's going through her pregame ritual, Chuck. She's right. already <laughs> listened to her song. She's warmed up. She She's ready to roll, Chuck. Watch her stuff's moving. <laughs> it's Kennesaw 2.0, Chuck. Her stuff is moving. Right. right. Like you've never seen, Chuck. That's wow. what's happening. Uh, all right, catcher KP for sure. Pilgrim, that's a Pilgrim. Okay, what about first? Uh, Ashley Razy. Okay, you, you going? You, okay, what about a uh, second? This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Let's skip that one. We'll come back. Okay, uh, shortstop. <laughs> they don't get much easier. Come on, let's uh, get that one. Come back. <laughs> no, I'll. I'll uh, ooh, I don't know. Uh, I'm torn between Chanel and and, and Wertha. Oh, those are both good options. Um, I'll say Chanel. You gotta pick. You gotta pick one. The other one's gonna hate you forever. Stop it. You'll hit <laughs> Nelly. Nelly at your shortstop. All right, who's at third base? Uh, Jennifer Fox. Oh, Jay Fox. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about uh, left field? Oh, I'm trying to think of all the outfielders over the years. 
you guys are putting me on the spot. I didn't have I didn't have proper time to think about this. Um, outfield. Yeah, you're not any. It is three outfielders. It don't have to be Meg- any particular Megan order. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I mean you, you have to have Megan Hill. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you guys. This is so tough. Come on, I'm gonna, there, get, there... I'm gonna get so many messages later. <laughs> You there, said Megan was the hardest hitter you faced. She had to yeah, be the first yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. She's for sure out there. Oh my god! I'm she totally absolutely raked, right raked at the plate. One of the strongest arms, in my opinion, at Southern Miss outfield, Leslie Lejeune. Okay, yeah, this is true. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not. Okay. Um, who else would I have out there? I feel like I'm forgetting so many people. I'm literally going to get so much crap from this. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to pull up a roster from the time you played? This is awful. Okay, first of all, let me let me preface this. I already told Chuck this, but with trauma comes awful memory. So I, <laughs> that is my disclosure. Please don't hate me. <laughs> no hate. No hate. Oh my gosh, I literally am like going blank right now. That's okay. Uh, That's probably okay. she doesn't hate you, former teammate. She just I forgot don't. you. That's I all. No, don't you <laughs> Um, you guys are awful. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, it's such an unfair question. I, I'd probably maybe say uh, Brandy out there. Brandy Alonzo. Uh, second base. I don't know. I really loved me some Charity Butler. But I also really thought Elsie was a really solid second baseman or shortstop. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. All right, one more, and you're done. Who's your DH? Oh shit. The best part is she thought she was done, and Chuck just dropped a bomb over. Pick your favorite hitter. Oh my god. Of all time, just your best hitter. (laughs) Go ahead. DH. I mean, I would have well, that would have been Megan Hill, but she's already on my in my outfield. Um, who else is a solid hitter? I don't know, you guys. Think uh, of Megan's sister. Uh, I'm trying to help you out a little bit. Courtney, I know. Mm. Yeah. Um, Lapointe. Uh, Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Hurley. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, Alexis. Okay. Got you it's in there. Over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my god! If you would like to complain about your <laughs> former teammate, email <laughs> Pate at Everyday <laughs> Eagles Podcast. I'm sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, you could have said Mac or Mackenzie Share. I mean. I never played with Mac, so. Did you not play with Mac? No. Oh. Were you before the Mac or after Mac? timelines don't add up, Chuck. Yeah. I remember I'm a sl- slightly older. <laughs> that's right. You were. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brittany Denelt. I mean. Oh my God. I totally forgot about Brittany. I'm so sorry. I'm awful. That's all right. We've forgotten about Brittany too. We no, don't. We, Chuck, you're making this way worse that. than it has to be, Chuck. Okay. Go she ahead. Back it back way worse. Hey, go ahead and cut this whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> No, everybody's going to love this segment. That's why we oh, had Pete. We could God. cut all this. <laughs> it didn't happen. This never happened. Right, Pete? E- ending on a laughing note. That's what we need uh, to do. I'm shocked how often no. Pete has to cut stuff. Oh, my right. gosh. Mainly because Awful. of Lane. 
Hey, Pete. Well, <laughs> Pete's back on with us. Hey, Pete. Pete is back Talk on. Talk to us. No. Are no. you kidding me? The make amount it of edits I've hey, had Pete. to do because of Lane? Like, Pete just turned his camera to... back on, so it's good you, to see Pete again. You, you talk That's about smiling to face. drink. Like, my gosh, Lane. Like, I'm not kidding. Hey, at least you wasn't sloshing your cup around the whole episode like Lane was. Sorry, people. I was not. <laughs> when you listen to this, you're like, dang, that's me. <laughs> All right, Sam. Well, uh, go get some rest. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thanks, Lane, for being somewhat sober. Hold on, don't jump off just yet, Sam. Okay. Uh, we got we got to upload this stuff. Uh, Lane, thanks for being somewhat sober, and Pate for making us sound and look good. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sam Davis. Hope the weather's beautiful over there in California. And until I'm next sure time, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.